The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Brutal Nation. The podcast is is dedicated to less known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, uh, the only, our special co-host for this week, Miss Laura Jameson. Say hi, Laura. Hello. All right, so you gave me a kind of a fucked up name, Orphan. And who the fuck names their kid uh, Orphan? Norwegians name their kids that. It sounds like something that happens after I'm using the bathroom. Got gas or something, like way too much chili or too much grease. I orphan everywhere. And that's why it's perfect for Medical Monday. Yeah, don't miss it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to give up on my fucked up jokes. It's all you, sweetheart. So... One of my mother's favorite refrigerator magnets was you can tell a Norwegian, but you can't tell them much. <laughs> I am so used to that on other nationalities, I swear to God. Yeah. Um, so Arnfinn Nesset was a Norwegian nurse who took people's breath away, literally. He was born on October 25th. Oh, that's a dude? That's a dude. That makes it so much funnier in my head because I thought you thought it was a chick. chick. No, this is a dude. I I totally understand why he kill people now. He's a super dorky looking dude. You're super dorky, and you got a name like Arthur Nesset. Yep. I don't even fault him. Right. So he was born on October 25th of 1936, somewhere in Norway. I can't find where. You probably can't um, pronounce it anyway. I don't think anybody but Norwegians can, can pronounce, pronounce that. Yeah, yeah, places in fucking Norway. Yeah. So not much was known about his childhood, except for that he was forced to care for his sick grandmother. And he really resented it, which that's what leads me to believe that he preyed on old people because he was mad at having to waste his childhood, or so he thought, on, on caring for his grandmother. Well, that makes sense. It actually does. When you're forced into doing something. And besides, Grandma might, seriously, she might have been a cunt. She, she might have. You know, an over-demanding fucking just twat. Right. And, and he's like, yeah, fuck this. Sick of your bullshit. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck all of you. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so his he began his career in 1962, working in the first of three geriatric wards that he would be working at. Uh, and he was regarded always as a loner, sort of an oddball by his peers, but also as a very talented nurse. Um, where we really get into the nitty-gritty here is in 1977. Nesset was the nursing director of a geriatric facility in the small town of Orkdal with a population. <laughs> I love these days. I know. <laughs> this is what I said before. You know, I'm, I'm 48 going on 10 because all this shit to me yes. is a big sex joke. Yes. Uh, the population was only 9,500, which I guess is pretty small there. So as soon as he began working, patients started experiencing a high level of mortality. Considering their ages, this was not really regarded as a big deal. And then in early 1981, a local journalist received a tip that the hospital director, Arnfin Nesset, had ordered large quantities of curacet, a derivative of... Cure care, the same poison used by South American Indians on the tips of their hunting arrows. Okay, you clarified that because a lot of times when I hear like med stuff like that, I'm a, the fuck is that? Sounds like a spice or something. I'd put that in my spaghetti or. I always wonder who names them. 
some fucked up people. They're, you know what? Let's really confuse everybody. We're going to give this a name that has 900 letters in it. And we're going to say, good luck, motherfucker. And like two of them are vowels. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's the way they're doctors when they write it. That's why they just scribble. They look, we can't pronounce this shit either. Right. You know, fucking just scribble, 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 call me. <laughs> So, police brought Nessa in for questioning right away, and at first he claimed he bought the drug to kill a pack of wild dogs running around the nursing home because you know there's large packs of wild dogs. Last time I was at a nursing home, man, packs of wild dogs everywhere. They're waiting to get fed. (laughs) Jesus Christ! I came around the corner to Ward B, and there was a pack of wild dogs. That's um, fucking awesome. And I thought it was kind of disgusting and wrong to begin with to kill a pack of wild dogs in such sort of a painful way. It is disgusting, but I tell you what, that's funny as shit using that as a that's a think on your toes thing. Why did you buy this? Um, packs of wild dogs at the nursing home. Yes, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Every yes. So, Jesus but but then without even much pressing, really, he spilled his guts and then he confessed to killing 27 patients. Jesus, I think that you bought this to kill people. No, you got me. You're got right, I did. Bust, yeah. The way you interrogated me just intimidates me. You busted me. <laughs> All right, if you really want to know. Well, no, I'm just murdering <laughs> people left and right. Uh, and at one point, he said, I've killed so many, I'm unable to remember them all. Jesus Christ. Super unfeeling. Um, and after hearing that, the police requested lists from all three facilities where he had worked since 1962, and all the patients he, that he had had died. All of them. In all, detectives were left with a list of 62 possible victims, but autopsies were useless since curacet becomes increasingly difficult to trace with the passage of time. I gotta kind of admire that. So, At least he's using something unique. He's not using it as a bitched about before, like insulin and morphine and, right. you know, and, and uh, what, what's the other one? That's, uh, strychnine gets used, but so does arsenic. Arsenic. That's another big one. Yeah. So at least he didn't use that bullshit. This, basically what this drug does is it, it, they use it when they intubate people, when you're going to be intubated, so it relaxes everything. But when you're not oh. intubated, then you basically suffocate. Because you're, nothing is working there right. anymore. So makes sense. It makes sense. And it doesn't even take a pillow. Ah, <laughs> uh, the good old pillow method. Right. So there's times like when my son is snoring, I think to myself, I can just hold a pillow over that little fucker's head. <laughs> Three to five minutes. That's all. That's all really? it takes <laughs> to yeah. suffocate someone. Yes. Time is on my side, motherfuckers. Yes. So Arnfin offered a variety of motives for the murders. Mercy killing, he claimed he was schizophrenic, simple morbid pleasure in the act of killing people, which led his defense attorneys to suggest that he was mentally unbalanced, you (laughs) think. To say the least, Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) Four psychiatrists examined the balding, bespectacled killer, each pronouncing him sane and fit for trial. Before his day in court, though, the suspect proved his sanity by suddenly recanting his confessions, leaving prosecutors in a quandary. Past and present co-workers just kept saying that he was, he was always so nice and no one would believe that Nesset could have done these crimes. See, I see that shit all the time. You always hear about that. Every serial killer, it's never people like me. Nobody says, oh, the loudmouth, fat, bald fucker with tattoos and piercings. We knew it was him. No, it's always that. 
Bill? Did I st- no. Bill was so he nice. He was always so nice to me. Yes. He shared his paper with me, and he'd mow my lawn every once in a while. Yes. Not- Bill couldn't have done that. Still, they look at me and go, that's that fat bald motherfucker like this. That's, <laughs> he did that's it. who it is. He we did know it. he did it. He framed Bill. That's, yes. that's what happened. Bill got fucked over by Scott. That's what happened. However, there were some descriptions of Nesset only being that way in public, but behind closed doors, especially if he thought you had wronged him or you were... Basically, you made him feel stupid in front of people. He was really aggressive and malicious. Interiority and really, complex. Yes, really lit into people behind closed doors, but then the mask was up once again mm-hmm. in the public. So he was finally charged with killing only 25 of the established Orkdal Valley victims. Five counts of forgery and embezzlement were added based on his misappropriation of $1,800 from his victims. That's all he got. That's it. Jesus Christ, that's a high body count for only $1,800. For only $1,800, yeah. I'm just I'm calculating what I spent in the last three months on business dinners. It's about oh God. a little over 1800 bucks. That makes me... I just I can't find 1800 bucks and you're killing all these motherfuckers. Right. That's it. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking name like Arfin. Jesus Christ. Arfin. Dude, you're Arfin it up. That's what the fuck you're doing. You're totally Arfin it up. That's now a thing. <laughs> I, I, that's my new thing. Yes. I'm telling everybody you're Arfin this up, man. Several witnesses say that he was incredibly arrogant when he was on the stand, as if he truly thought that no one believed that he did what he did. Nesset pleaded innocent on all counts when his trial opened in October of 1982, and five months later, on March 11th, 1983, jurors convicted him on 22 counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, plus five counts of forgery and embezzlement. But he was acquitted on the three remaining murder charges, but it didn't really matter. I mean, at that point, I wonder if he had a punch card, like you get the 10th murder free or something like that. I'm kind of curious. (laughs) Give me the card. Yeah, no. You get a pass on that one, man. You're good. You're good. Here's a cup of coffee from Dutch Brothers. (laughs) Judges were unmoved by the defense plea that Nesset considered himself a demigod, holding the power of life and death over his elderly patients. And upon conviction, he was given the maximum sentence under... Maximum sentence possible under Norwegian law, which is only 21 years in prison with a possibility of 10 more years on basically on preventative detention. So after 21 years, they could keep you for an extra 10 years just to make sure you're not going to do whatever it is you did again. So I can go to Norway. Hypothetically. Yes. And kill people that are just fucking assholes. At the most, I'm going to get 21 years. That's the most you're going to get. Plus, maybe it tops uh, uh, that 10 more years ago. We want to make sure that you're not being a dick. A Holy of, shit. A lot of times after only 12 years there, they will get out. They'll be like, well, you were so good. You had such good behavior. Holy shit. I'm living in the wrong fucking country. I can be killing people that piss me <laughs> off all the fucking time. You can kill up to 62 people. Jesus. I, I got no words, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. So after two years in prison, he was still... So chummy with his lawyer that his lawyer managed to get him out on a weekend pass to go to his birthday party. He went to his defense lawyer's birthday party. Jesus Christ. Fuck Norway. Dude. 
Norway, I'm, I, I, I don't really want to talk about your politics, but um, you're arfing it up. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. You guys are definitely arfing it up. Who the fuck lets a convicted killer out? Hey, you want to go to your lawyer's birthday party? No, go ahead. It's okay. like, oh, I just, we made such good friends. I really wanted you to come to my birthday party Jesus where the, the lawyer mentioned that how much fun that Arnfin had and that he was just the life of the party. <laughs> I bet, man. He's been in prison for two fucking years. It's like, I need out. <laughs> I need a stage again. <laughs> I need a little change of scenery. This place isn't doing it for me. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Yeah. He was released in 2004 and is living under an assumed name. The only picture I could find of him was sort of an old man digging through a garbage can. Fitting. <laughs> like, Fitting. Right? <laughs> so I'm betting that he's going to end up in a nursing home. And hopefully Karma's going to pay him a visit. I hope so, too, man. That's fucked up. Because I I get a little bitchy when it comes to two groups. Well, actually, three groups of people. Number one, children. Yes. You don't fuck with kids. You don't molest them. You don't kill kids. Because they're, they're, they're fucking defenseless. Old people, because once again... You're at your end of your life, and I'm pretty sure, like, I don't care if this dude was a boxer and beat the shit out of Mike Tyson. If you're, like, 90 years old... You can't defend yourself. Yeah. Don't do shit. Yeah. And hookers. Because hookers are people, too. Well, here's why. Because they're... Most of the time, with the exception, I brought this up before, uh, Rochester, New York Police Department, like if two hookers died, then like the whole de- detective department goes, we got to find the motherfucker. Wow. They did that with like Arthur Shawcross and uh, uh, several other <coughs> serial killers around the area like that, that were targeting hookers. But most police departments, when a couple of hookers died, they go, okay. eh. eh, we don't care. Oh, how many? Well, there's 20 fucking hookers missing. We might have a problem. We might have donuts. We don't we know. Don't know. <laughs> We're just going to go over here to fucking the donut shop and drink some coffee. And, but you don't understand. We saw a guy in a red car, and he's like abducting hookers and killing him right here. Mm. But you know, that glaze. Right. <laughs> Can't beat the glaze over at Bob's over here because fucking that's some killer donuts. Man. Yes. Killer donuts. <laughs> yes. So that's the three that I always tend to defend. I don't also like people who prey on mentally incompetent people. Yeah, that's another good one, yeah. And my, my number one is animals. Yes, no, I will give it that. I can't, I cannot handle that. It's been said to me before, like, oh, you should be, like, an animal welfare officer, but then you would have me on this show mm-hmm. because I would kill I would that kill would over me. animal neglect and abuse. So That would be me. Yeah. That would totally be me. <laughs> be like, well, she was only on one episode of Animal Cops. <laughs> yeah. And surprisingly, 50 people that were hoarding pit bulls and beating them disappeared. It's a, it's a, a mystery. Yeah. Mm. Who knows what, what happened? happened? All the dogs gained weight, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> all the dogs have a happy life now. Yeah. It's just that they're all happy. They don't want to bite anybody. Fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all you have on this dude? That's all I have on him. Short episode. There was not a ton about him on there. It's kind of hard to get shit out of Norway sometimes. Right. (laughs) It's it's like dealing with Mexico, dude. You get plenty of good pictures from Mexico. Yeah. But, uh, like, I did one, I can't remember what episode it was, but it was on a a Lucha Libre, which is a female wrestler. Yeah. And uh, the story was good. It was solid. Tons of pictures. The information I had to dig like no one's business to yeah. get anything. Yeah. It's like, 
Oh, and she wore a mask, but I had to go through 50 fucking pages. Just to find that. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap this one up. Remember, you can check us out at www.twistedbluellc.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium. Wherever you get your blogs, just type in at Brutal Nation. We'll pop right up. Check out our Medium page. Help a brother out. Damn. This show's copyright 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.